0: You're listening to the BNI Genesis podcast exclusively on the Pod Station.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Genesis podcast, and I'm Dave Forrest, and we're here today with Mark, Mark Pollard. Hello, Mark.
2: Hey, Dave. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm quite excited. You've taken over the reins today, I know, and we're stood up. Yeah, we, we are yeah. for everyone's benefit we're exercising Dave and I with our giddy yeah, legs
1: yeah we're stood up there now today's a very special edition because we've got someone very very special um from the Genesis chapter we've got our charity and it's Lynn Lynn Sedgwick from Wirral Society of Bind. Blind hello Lynn
0: hello there how are you I'm fine thank you are you nervous
1: she, she sat down. Um, so not she's a with, not <laughs> <laughs> with
0: you two standing there in front of me. I'm fine. All thank all yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So we're, we're sort of we're celebrating a little bit, and we're, it's an exciting time for you at the moment. Then, isn't it? It with is. Now, next week we've got the charity ball. Yeah. Which is a real exciting time for you, isn't it? Lots going on.
0: There's loads going on. It's 30 year celebration, so this is a really big year for yeah. us and really big events.
1: Yeah. And you've had you've had some good news recently with funding and stuff
0: like that. I'm we here, so have. Lots. We have, which is, which is really good. It's been seven months. We we've had a pretty tough year. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough to have got three years funding it's taken some time to secure that and to go through the processes but we've been successful so we've got three years that we know that will really help the charity that's
1: fantastic fantastic i mean congratulations it is a big big celebration next week so i think um just so everybody does know in in our chapter we've got a preferred charity that we look after and that is rural society for the blind um so lynn really it's just i suppose tell us a little bit about charity itself and what it does
0: okay well we've been going 30 years started in 1989 I've actually been here uh, for 22 years started in 97 and the main purpose of the charity is we provide services and support for people living with and coming to terms with sight loss Um, we we provide practical emotional social support and we look after people of all, all different levels of sight loss all different age groups and all different stages of sight loss, as well.
1: And what you know, what is it that you provide for people?
0: Mainly, if people come as a drop-in, they're they're looking for things to help them read, things to help them live life a little bit more independently. That is a big thing that they first come for. They come for low vision equipment. They want to see if there's anything that can help them, uh, magnification equipment, audio equipment. Also, learning new skills, new. De- new techniques different ways of doing things and um, we also have an advocacy service so um, that deals with benefits and the sort of practical support people need if they're going to change employment or housing and things like that so the advocacy service can support somebody through that process as well that can be quite daunting these days.
2: I guess we should qualify y- you don't help people who have being born with visual impairments. You you do help those kind of people but yeah largely a lot of the people who come for help and assistance have found themselves in a situation they probably never anticipated.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> that is quite right. Somebody who's been born without any sight or with a visual impairment quite often has learned from birth, from childhood to cope and to deal with that in their own way. And at that time it's the family that we would support and to help them to support the child but we have a, a young girl here who was born um, totally blind and she's actually one of our volunteers so what they tend to do is support other people through because they have learned techniques they've had to they haven't known any different so although they we do support them we support them through different techniques with equipment and things um, emotionally quite often they're very very well know they've got very good coping mechanisms to deal with that
2: but it's a bit more difficult I guess for the people who never f- anticipated finding themselves in that situation so you, you yes. you've you've had vision all your life some people sort of 30 40 50 years of age yeah and it suddenly gets whipped away or you get the news that it will be oh, at yeah, some point but-
0: that That's quite different and I mean, we can all put ourselves in that position. We all take things for, for granted. We drive, we um, we don't have to struggle with mobile phones, televisions. We can, you know, our lives are quite different. If that's suddenly taken away from you, which can happen, um, it's a very, very daunting experience. Um, it's a very emotional time and a time when people often think, how on earth am I going to live? What am I going to do? Everything's going to change. I can't do this. I'll have to give that up, Um, which is quite understandable. I mean, what we would do is if somebody does find their way here, we sit them down. We try and match them with somebody who's been through a similar experience because they're the people they want to talk to. They want to see how other people have coped. A lot of of peer support down here and people will just initially chat to them and say, okay. What would you like to do? What do you want to continue to do? Art, for an example, because we run art groups. um, We had a chap who didn't think he'd be able to paint anymore. Well, he is, because we set up a method where he, he could do it in a different way. He's learned a new technique. He's using magnification. So it's weaning people through that process. Some people adapt really well, very quickly. Other people don't. And it's working with people on a very individual needs based service. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I know you you have people who volunteer here who yeah. obviously visually impaired as well, don't you? So I suppose that you gives do. them a lot of sort of like you know something different to do and get involved.
0: Absolutely, because if somebody comes and they see a person with very limited sight volunteering for us and actually part of the team, they're thinking, "Oh, right, okay, well things are not that bad if they can do that." I think they think they're going to come in here and it's full of sighted people who are going to tell them what they should be doing without us fully sighted people really knowing and understanding what that is. So to have somebody here to say, look, I was in this position two years ago. I did this. I felt like that. Things did get better. We will help you. We are here to support you. We have a lot of support groups and also a lot of voluntary opportunities that people think will perhaps my negative experience can actually turn into a positive one if i can help other people because that has happened and you know sometimes things can turn around for people in a different way than they would have expected in the first place so
1: yeah i mean i don't think um i mean obviously when you think about society for the blind you'd probably think of guide dogs and but that's mm-hmm. the big one isn't it you know that's yeah. the big charity out there which is you know massive and and what the work they do is absolutely amazing mm. but i suppose for, for you you are a small charity, aren't you? We you are. You need so much yeah. help. Oh, absolutely. And, and is it a worry all the time? Of That's your worry, isn't it, of how yes. you raise money? <laughs> yes, and-
0: definitely. Um, yeah, we are a small local charity and we, we're not part of a larger organisation. We work alongside Guide Dogs and the larger organisations, but we are totally self-funding and yes it is quite stressful at times and we've been you know, fortunate to have three years funding but I can't sit back and stop because You've got to keep three going. years goes exactly and I know what the funding is for there's other areas that need funding as well so it's a constant roller coaster it really is um, and really it's, it's a matter of staying positive because it's quite easy to fall into a, a uh, situation where you think oh god I can't I can't do this but you know with the support certainly we get mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier for me yeah
1: it is a case of every little bit helps doesn't it you know absolutely a company can be thinking oh you know i've got to raise loads it's not about that is it no it's sort of lots of people helping you in little ways really
0: it is and i think certainly with the size of our charity we haven't got a large staff team we try and keep our overheads as low as we can we can do a little a lot with a little and People will say to me, oh, well, I can only afford, I wish I could give you more. It doesn't matter. If every person gave us a pound, that would make a huge difference to us. It really would.
2: So what kind of conditions do people come here with?
0: Um... I would say about 70% of our service users have got macular degeneration and that one of the reasons for that is that sets in at an older age and we do have a large older population.
2: What is macular degeneration?
0: Macular is the most sensitive part of your retina and it's responsible for colour vision and your... Um, central vision so when the macula starts to wear away there are two types which i won't go into the medical details because it gets very complicated
2: we don't look intelligent no. enough dave no, and i probably <laughs> don't i don't know enough
0: to tell you either but um when the macula is affected then you start to lose that color you lose your central vision and you're left with peripheral so and people deteriorate at different stages. It's quite a different experience for everybody. Some people deteriorate quite quickly, Others it takes a lot longer and again the the sight they're left with can vary on individuals but the basic thing is with MD is that you lose your central vision and one of the things we do is try and support people and help them to learn to use the peripheral vision the best they can. So when we're looking at magnification and we're trying to teach people to use some of the equipment we've got, it's also a process of trying to learn how to use the vision you've got left you can get very blurred vision with that as well and wavy lines and and things like that so
1: how's technology helped?
0: 100 i mean when i started here in 97 um the technology it well it wasn't really there it it really wasn't. was there
2: any technology in 97 too young no, to remember that i no. know you are mark
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. no there wasn't much at all i think we had one computer in the whole building and um everything was handwritten i remember handwriting funding applications and yeah. all those good old days but with the technology For visually impaired people, it wasn't advanced at all. And it must have been quite a struggle at that time with with some of the equipment that was available. There was equipment here, but looking back now, there used to be a piece of equipment called the Robotron, which read documents out for people. And believe me, it was a robot. It really was. It sounds
2: like a proper 80s. It's like a game, that, doesn't
0: it? It It was. It was like something from, you know, like a dalek or yeah. something of like doctor who and i don't know how people manage to actually make sense of what this voice was saying to them but now the speech is amazing it absolutely you've probably is. got
1: a choice of who you can speak to you have and yeah
0: you can choose male or female yeah. these yeah. days yeah. or Crazy. yeah whatever
2: it doesn't make any difference on the sat nav it always sounds annoying yeah. when she's telling yeah. you off or I you know. say no you should have turned left
0: i no. know I, I want
1: one of those yoda ones but i can't find <laughs> it. Um, Asheville Lodge, Lynn, we're, we're recording from Ashville Lodge at the moment, yeah. so this is where it all sort of happens. How's it this is. changed over the years?
0: This has changed 100%. Um, again, when I started, it was just the one room. The room you've just come in through, the main resource centre, was the only room. Um, there was one social group and there was an advocate at that time and the centre was only open, um, I think it, it was five days a week, but used to close at one o'clock. And one of the first positions I got was to try and research and to see how the charity could grow and what services were needed, to talk to people, talk to the local rehab team, and to see how that could be done. And I think the first thing we we saw, or I thought was the building was far too small to do what they wanted to do so the first project when I was here I think I'd been here about a year was a building project and that was quite interesting because I'd never done anything like that in my life before so we got our first extension opened in year 2000 wow. which doubled the size of the centre so
2: and what are those spaces used for then
0: We have social groups. Um, We also have meetings and functions in there. We do a lot of fundraising events in that first room that was built. We've also built another one since then that was opened in 2010. We've got a dedicated art room down there because art is so popular and so good for people with any disability, really, uh, particularly visual impairment. And we also have a dedicated IT room, which now um, is quite different than when it first started. It's not just about learning how to use a computer. It's about learning how to use the low vision adaptions uh, and apps and things that can be put on your phone. So it goes a lot wider than literally just learning to use a computer.
1: And and do you actually own the building then then, as a business? No, we don't. We don't.
0: No, the building is a local authority building and we pay, it's an old fashioned ancient word, a peppercorn rent, a 99 year lease. we certainly won't be here then but of course you know, <laughs> I don't know in what, what state but um we are uh, responsible for the maintenance yeah. and repairs and things like that so and I, know, I think you've
1: had everyone down at genesis up here at some time everybody's some been here you, oh absolutely been amazing
0: absolutely everybody's yeah. had a, a go at repairing roofs and painting walls and things like that yeah
2: i guess quite importantly the charity when it was started 30 years ago was actually done by people who suffered from these challenges Challenges, challenges really yeah, yeah
0: yeah it was um I think this is what I, I think there were six initial people who who started and campaigned to get a facility based on Wirral because at that time we're going back to 19, the 1980s uh, there wasn't anything people had to go to Liverpool and this this group of people Derek and being one of them and one of the founder members campaigned and campaigned to get a service recognized and to get a registered charity which happened in 89 they didn't move to ashville lodge at that time um they were looking for somewhere for a headquarters and ashville lodge came available in 1991 and so they moved here then and the rest is sort of as it progressed and grew but it's down to those six people and they all had a form of sight loss and that is a big part of the title of the charity which is of the blind and not for because it was formed by visually impaired people and it continues to be run and governed as well by visually impaired people because they are the ones who know the challenges they're the ones who know what services are need and they're the ones who can guide us into helping them face those challenges so that's that's a big thing with the title of the charity.
2: So you do. Um, let's see. We, we you do courses. Yeah. Counseling.
0: We don't do counseling in a professional way. Um, we we can refer people to counseling, but we do what we call sort of telephone support. Support. Yeah, we do support, and what we find is people will just really rather sit and talk to somebody Mm. about their problems rather than it being an official counselling session if we feel somebody needs that professional counselling where it's gone a little bit beyond than just having a chat and perhaps giving them that support we can refer people to a counsellor but we don't actually have that service at the moment because we haven't got anybody qualified to be able to do it
2: training What sort of training do you offer?
0: We do IT training, um, and again, a lot of that is learning how to use the low-vision equipment to the best that people can, uh, teaching them what's available, because a lot of people come and don't know what's actually available, and also um, teaching them new skills in general daily living. So, And in a way, art is training as well, because it's training people to do things in a different way. And and some people will come. They haven't really done much artwork before, but they can develop skills through joining that group. So... I think every service that we provide here is some form of training yeah. because everybody's learning how to do things in a different way. Almost
1: like encouragement, isn't it? It, it is. Be, I mean, yeah. onto art. I can see Genesis the dog over there. Sat on yes,
0: the desk, do you remember Genesis? I, thought, I don't oh, think you Mark know knows
1: Mark? about Genesis.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I remember Genesis. Do you remember and Genesis? You always, she remembers me clearly because yeah. she always comes bounding yeah. over yeah, when, when I walk uh, in. She sat over there. That's on the Gemini. Desk, like, oh right, no. Gemini
0: a Genesis. real dog. Genesis
1: the dog, which was a part art project, wasn't it? And it was someone, an art project someone, and we we bought we bought it didn't we
0: genesis bought that at our very first yeah. charity ball yeah, which was that, was in was the that Wirral- your first charity ball wasn't it, it was it? the first one we had it we did have a 25th celebration okay. again in the village hotel but it wasn't so much a charity ball yeah. as the, the ones that we're doing now um And again, thanks to being part of this group, we've been able to increase that. It's just got bigger and bigger every year, really, hasn't it? Absolutely. So So the first actual charity ball was held in the golf club in Bidston. Yeah. And Genesis was auctioned there because I'd taken this piece of artwork to show the group. So it was one of my 10-minute presentations, and I wanted to demonstrate what people with sight loss can do so I bought this piece of art it was a piece of pottery it's a sculpture and a totally blind lady had done it and it's an amazing piece of work and I think everybody was more interested in how much the, the pottery dog was to yeah. buy, which it wasn't actually for sale at the time, but when I bought it back and I told the lady who'd made it how well this piece of work had gone down. She was like,
2: how much? I'm, okay. how <laughs> I sell it. Out of it. I <laughs> and
0: she actually said, well, I'll donate it to you if people want to buy it. And we decided as a group that we would auction it at the charity ball and Genesis bought it for yeah, we, £150, we it, pounds, yeah. yeah yeah it sits on my desk because we were worried that genesis might get lost if he, he at the village at the time there was nowhere for him to live so he lives on my desk so you could mm-hmm. make an appearance at this this charity oh, ball with there. Gerald
2: why not? Oh, yeah. Gerald and Genesis yeah.
0: Gerald and Genesis, yeah.
2: Now you mentioned the advocacy services, some people might not even know what the word advocacy means no. now I do and I also know some of the impressive stats of what it is you've been able to achieve with that service so do you yeah. want to just go into a bit more detail about what it is and how it helps people
0: yeah sure, I mean before I started here I didn't know what it was either it's actually acting on behalf of somebody but not doing it for them it's supporting them in a way helping them to learn how to cope with things themselves but acting for them for it's say if um, a benefit hasn't come through and it's been unfair our advocate will appeal and represent that person at a tribunal because that can be a pretty daunting thing to do
1: i think if anything happens to you trying to deal with a system you know you've got enough on your plate haven't you
0: absolutely and it's bad enough if you're fully sighted i mean some of the forms these people are coming in with are just an absolute nightmare and then on top of that you can get other problems that um, uh, can be associated with that things can ripple totally out of control and people are needing support in a lot a lot other areas than just the literal, literally the benefit system. So the advocacy department, should we say, is so, so busy. He's a really busy man. That is one of the services we've just got funding to continue. So it, it's a huge area for people and it is an absolute lifeline.
2: Because some people don't even realise what they're able to receive. No, they because don't. Because the, the condition was so sudden yeah. that uh, they, they, they're not familiar with what they're able to claim. They don't even realise. Some people probably even have a stigma attack to doing it
0: that is a good point because yes uh, some people do and they will come say I don't want to claim anything I'm okay and I think our advocates saying yes but you are entitled you're not sort of getting anything you're not entitled to do and you might need this for mobility and for a little bit of extra help particularly if your income has has dropped Um, but it's uh, a difficult one for people it really really is because they're coming in here They're told news, usually at Arrow Park Hospital, that they're not going to be able to recover from this. There's no cure. They're going to lose the majority of their useful vision. And they haven't got a clue what they... Well, some people
2: lose their livelihood, don't they, Instead They do.
0: They do. And we, we have seen this happen. And, I mean, the main thing, when people first come here, we do say... know what is your position financially and are you receiving anything at the moment advocacy is usually one of the first services we say will you know we'll refer you to alan and quite often after that other services will be put in place from there but the big thing is to make sure people are getting what they're entitled to and that they're going to be able to live comfortably
1: i think we said before you know it's something it's like the things we take for granted i can imagine one of the Probably the worst things. I remember when my dad got ill saying you can't drive anymore. Yes, that's a big That
0: must thing. be the biggest thing, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And I shouldn't really say this, but believe me, we have seen people continue trying to drive when they I shouldn't had a, i had a next door neighbor <laughs> oh, no. god bless him
2: he was 98 he had cataracts in both oh, eyes and god. was still driving oh, no. not when crazy. i was on the road i yeah. hastened to well, no. No. when i saw him no. out in the car i thought yeah. you know what i might <laughs> stay in today
0: that that is good yeah um we we have we have seen that happen but i suppose um, it's
1: just helping them with things like that when they just yeah. feel like the lowest. you can you're just another ear to talk to and yeah exactly and you, you know you can just listen to people so
0: listening sometimes is the big thing yeah We've had a lot of that this week. We've had a lot of people coming in in various emotional states. So that side of it has been quite prominent this week for, for some reason. But yeah, we have had a lot of people that just want to sit and talk.
2: And I know the figure, but do you want to just tell everyone how much you've managed to recover for people in benefits over the last five years? I
0: think it's, a million. I think it's, it's around a million, pretty yep. high. And that's benefits they are entitled yep. to. Yeah. So that, that's showing you what type of thing people can get and then perhaps not getting. And that makes a huge difference to people's lives.
2: Because oh, I, I helped you put a, a leaflet together, didn't I, with some statistics? You did, And yeah. I was quite horrified um, when we were looking at how many people used your service in yeah. the local area. Um, what I was finding was that actually it's something like only four in 12 people who could and should benefit from your kind of support yes, actually yeah. come and get help because yeah. they just they don't want to get their head around it or they feel there's a stigma attached to it they don't know it exists mm-hmm. it, there's a whole raft of reasons and there if is. you think you've recovered a million pound in benefits over five years for these people and you think of how many other people could and there? should have had that support mm-hmm. and haven't i guess that's quite well, that's quite frightening it's,
0: it's a big thing and it is true it's um i mean what we know is there's about 3,000 people registered with social services, with sight loss and Wirral, but not everybody chooses to register. It's about
2: 12,000, isn't
0: it? Something like that. It's, it's pretty high because people, if they don't register, sometimes they can fall through the net. We try and pick those people up, but there's still a lot of people that don't know firstly that we exist but secondly the range of support that is here and sometimes people perhaps get the wrong impression on what we do down here we're actually supporting people to live independently not doing things for them and there's still a lot of work to do there to make sure everybody that is in need of support knows we're here
1: how would you think i mean from a sort of businesses we're all businesses and we've all helped out we help you out w- mm. with fundraising which is the vital part of it how can we help to get the message out there a bit more do you think
0: i think um getting the message out to businesses as to i mean it's not just about giving us money That's it's it, about not just for the fundraising yeah.
2: raising awareness is it's raising it.
0: awareness how can we do that do you think what it's be? perhaps coming here perhaps offering voluntary services or um social media so, is a huge one a huge one to share what we do to let people know who uses our services you know we're here. Everybody is going to know somebody, somebody along the line who might be in need of support.
1: And I know we've we've used a couple of sort of bigger businesses, yeah. over the years where we've gotten in contact with them and said, "Can you help us out?" And we've had help. So the big businesses are definitely out there on the whirl, aren't they? Yeah. them. absolutely. In touch with. And just as I say, those small donations don't go off oh, go a long way. And and you have you have st- still got the Asheville Angels project. We have. project we're rebranding yeah. it. Are we, oh, we? We're oh.
0: rebranding. Well, Ma- we we have rebranded it, and we, that's been we launched. We have. Um, that's been launched at the charity ball and what that's going to do is that's going to give um, a lot of options on how businesses can support us and what we can actually give back to the business as well because that's so important. If a business is going to support us we will make sure that that is recognised and that they are supporting a local charity and the difference that they are making with that support.
2: Yes, yeah, so but yeah. put, I can help here because I know the answer to this. I know one, don't you I? do. I know the answer. Yeah, you, you've put packages together, haven't you? We have. To suit all different types of businesses, whether they be one-man bands or large multi-million pound businesses. Um, they can donate money, which is great because it provides support. Yeah. They can offer just their time and expertise uh, instead uh, which again is valuable services for like maintaining the buildings and offering training opportunities to staff or or other people who want to come and use their services. What else is there? There's all kinds, isn't there? Oh, there's so, um, much. You, there's so in, much. In return, you're going to do some promotion, networking yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, it becomes more of a partnership, doesn't yeah. it? Well, it
0: really? does. I mean, we're we're charity of the year for two local businesses at the moment, and we um it, it's Print Logic and Savitec, and we managed to get Print Logic on Liverpool TV. Yeah. so that was that a, helped, a promotion yeah. yeah absolutely and they were delighted with that because they'd organized a skydive for us which one of our ladies took part in sue Hadley who's totally blind yeah. and so, how,
2: how how high did she jump out 15,000 yeah. feet there you go and imagine there is a doing video. that with eyesight I know. I know doing it without eyesight is just frightened
0: the, there is a video on YouTube I think of her doing that but um, it was absolutely amazing but she joined the print logic team Um, To do that. So she on her own has actually raised £2,000 doing that. Uh, Print Logic have raised money as well, but not on a final total for that. But we because of that and the uniqueness of it with a a blind lady joining them, got onto Liverpool TV, so that gave them the opportunity to say why they were supporting us and how the relationship that they have with us. Fantastic. mm.
2: Yeah, and it's just just creating that longevity, isn't it, really? Yes. A mutually beneficial arrangement. It
0: is. It's a partnership. Yeah. and that's what we're all about is building partnerships raising awareness getting the message message out there and working alongside other people
2: so 2020 yes. is, is the name of it the, it 2020, scheme, the 2020 scheme uh, which you're going to launch in 2020 yes enough. we are um, yep. um what else have you got planned for next year
0: well, it is um, year twenty twenty is quite a big year anyway because there was a document written called twenty twenty vision and it was a five year plan on what pe- uh, what organisations providing low vision support wanted to do, what local authorities wanted to do, and it was called vision twenty twenty. So it's it's quite a significant year to to um, get awareness out there, to do events, to raise money obviously but also to really raise awareness of visual impairment and what we do and how people can help
2: and how can they
0: help they can help by volunteering they can help by um, again social media letting other people know that we're there if they've come to us if they've come to see us let other people know tell them that they've been here what we do sort of share things can they donate money they can donate how money. do they do that they can do that via our website there is a button to donate
2: and the website address
0: is uk. so they can do that they can literally come into the center and they can come and have a chat with me anytime i'm always available to talk to people and show them around and you're on all
1: the social media aren't you then facebook we are. yeah twitter yeah twitter yeah instagram instagram so yes. get on your phones and get them and download yeah. them and join with the whittle society for the blind and partially sighted and then yes. you'll see what they're doing
0: absolutely yeah. yeah even if they want to do a sponsorship even the Wirral coastal walk um running a marathon anything yeah. i anything. actually ran the marathon you did you, you did that marathon. a couple of years ago you did, did? You? yeah and yeah. i
1: survived you Funny didn't. enough To look at me, you wouldn't think so, would you? you? But did. there you, you go. Six hours twenty. We've <laughs> had a built lot for people. comfort, not speed, Hey, oh, eh, well, you know, oh, all the padding did. got me round.
0: It was really good, mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of people doing sponsor- <laughs> sponsorship. Certainly, yeah. through the time I've been with Genesis, yeah. we've had a lot. I've of still sponsors- got my t-shirt. Have you? With Dave on it. Don't know? fit anymore.
1: <laughs> Doesn't fit anymore. No. <laughs> well, yeah, it was did good. training,
0: good
2: yeah, fantastic. Well, have we got anything else? anything i think that i I mean i
1: I just want to say it's just a fantastic charity lynn it's just amazing we're so proud to have you in genesis we are Um, i'm proud to be in genesis as well it's just amazing and um the work you do is i mean we come in here don't we mark and the the work you're doing is absolutely amazing we can't we can't speak highly of it we will do anything we can to help you out well
0: you certainly do you certainly do
2: um if people do need your support or just need to chat to find out whether or not they can be helped um how can we do it? Email.
0: Email. Um we've got an email address. The website. You can go through the website. So
2: what's the email address? The
0: email address is in lywne at rural dot org dot UK.
2: And telephone number?
0: O one five one six five two double eight double seven.
2: She passed that test. That's, that's, well done, that's eh?
1: Uh, just fantastic lynn thanks so much for joining us and
0: thank you yeah it's thank um, you.
1: you know I'm, i just can't wait for the charity ball next week that's I gonna know, be amazing it should be good it should and be good.
0: it's i'm i'm very proud to have been involved with this charity for so long. Fantastic. And, you know, it's a big achievement, 30 years for the charity. You know, they, they've done well. And you know, the support that Genesis gives us is amazing. Fantastic. Mm.
1: Thank you, Lynn uh,
2: Well, if you'd like to meet Lynn in person, you're welcome mm. to come down to one of our BNI meetings, where yeah. every Friday it starts at 10.30, but get there for 10, because there's loads of coffee and you can consume yeah. as much as you want. Yes. Um, you can also meet Dave as oh. well in person. And if you're hey. lucky, maybe me. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, if you'd like like to do you can um, contact us on info at bnigenesis.com uh, we're on all the social media platforms as well so linkedin facebook instagram yeah. twitter it's at b and I Genesis Wirral. Although I think the uh, Twitter doesn't allow enough characters, so it's no. We're There's no yeah. L on the end of it, which is quite irritating <laughs> for my OCD. But there we go. Um, we'd love you to give us your comments and feedback on whether or not you find it any u- find it useful. If there's any questions that um, Dave and I have rather carelessly overlooked with the, with Lynn, let us know. We'll make sure she she gets to answer them, and you can find okay. out the answers. Um, And apart from that, I think that's about it, isn't it? it, really, yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey,
0: thank you. Thank you you very much for coming, Luke. You're welcome. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk. Support the station by visiting patreon.com forward slash thepodstation.